You're listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is the lesson for Sunday, October 3, 2021. Subject, Unreality. The golden text is from John. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. The responsive reading, 2 Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, Let him of himself think on this again, that, as he is Christ's, even so are we Christ's. The Bible, 1 Samuel The Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh. But her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Matthew And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, 
I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. John But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the saying of Esaias the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Esaias said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Esaias when he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness. Matthew Then spake Jesus to the multitude, and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, 
and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. 2 Corinthians Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them, and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and His creation, harmonious and eternal. That which he creates is good, and he makes all that is made. We learn in Christian science 
that all inharmony of mortal mind or body is illusion, possessing neither reality nor identity, though seeming to be real and identical. Inasmuch as God is good and the fount of all being, he does not produce moral or physical deformity. Therefore, such deformity is not real, but is illusion, the mirage of error. Divine science reveals these grand facts. On their basis, Jesus demonstrated life, never fearing nor obeying error in any form. Mortal existence is a dream. Mortal existence has no real entity, but saith, it is I. Spirit is the ego which never dreams, but understands all things, which never errs and is ever conscious, which never believes, but knows, which is never born and never dies. Spiritual man is the likeness of this ego. Man is not God, but like a ray of light which comes from the sun, man, the outcome of God, reflects God. From the infinite elements of the one mind emanate all form, color, quality, and quantity and these are mental, both primarily and secondarily. Their spiritual nature is discerned only through the spiritual senses. Being in sympathy with matter, the worldly man is at the beck and call of error, and will be attracted thitherward. He is like a traveler going westward for a pleasure trip. The company is alluring and the pleasures exciting. After following the sun for six days, he turns east on the seventh, satisfied if he can only imagine himself drifting in the right direction. By and by, ashamed of his zigzag course, he would borrow the passport of some wiser pilgrim, thinking with the aid of this to find and follow the right road. Vibrating like a pendulum between sin and the hope of forgiveness, selfishness and sensuality causing constant retrogression, our moral progress will be slow. Waking to Christ's demand, mortals experience suffering. This causes them, even as drowning men, to make vigorous efforts to save themselves. And through Christ's precious love, these efforts are crowned with success. What is termed material sense can report only a mortal temporary sense of things, 
whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to truth. To material sense, the unreal is the real, until this sense is corrected by Christian science. Spiritual sense, contradicting the material senses, involves intuition, hope, faith, understanding, fruition, reality. Material sense expresses the belief that mind is in matter. This human belief, alternating between a sense of pleasure and pain, hope and fear, life and death, never reaches beyond the boundary of the mortal or the unreal. When the real is attained, which is announced by science, joy is no longer a trembler, nor is hope a cheat. Spiritual ideas, like numbers and notes, start from principle and admit no materialistic beliefs. Spiritual ideas lead up to their divine origin, God, and to the spiritual sense of being. A Christian scientist and an opponent are like two artists. One says, I have spiritual ideals, indestructible and glorious. When others see them as I do in their true light and loveliness and know that these ideals are real and eternal because drawn from truth, they will find that nothing is lost and all is one by a right estimate of what is real. The other artist replies, You wrong my experience. I have no mind ideals except those which are both mental and material. It is true that materiality renders these ideals imperfect and destructible, yet I would not exchange mine for thine. For mine give me such personal pleasure, and they are not so shockingly transcendental. They require less self-abnegation and keep soul well out of sight. Moreover, I have no notion of losing my old doctrines or human opinions. Dear Reader, Which mind picture or externalized thought shall be real to you? The material or the spiritual? Both you cannot have. You are bringing out your own ideal. This ideal is either temporal or eternal. Either spirit or matter is your model. If you try to have two models, then you practically have none. Like a pendulum in a clock, you will be thrown back and forth, striking the ribs of matter 
and swinging between the real and the unreal. Christian science raises the standard of liberty and cries, Follow me! Escape from the bondage of sickness, sin, and death. Jesus marked out the way. Citizens of the world accept the glorious liberty of the children of God and be free. This is your divine right. The illusion of material sense, not divine law, has bound you, entangled your free limbs, crippled your capacities, enfeebled your body, and defaced the tablet of your being. If God had instituted material laws to govern man, disobedience to which would have made man ill, Jesus would not have disregarded those laws by healing in direct opposition to them and in defiance of all material conditions. The transmission of disease or of certain idiosyncrasies of mortal mind would be impossible if this great fact of being were learned, namely, that nothing inharmonious can enter being, for life is God. Heredity is a prolific subject for mortal belief to pin theories upon, but if we learn that nothing is real but the right, we shall have no dangerous inheritances, and fleshly ills will disappear. You command the situation if you understand that mortal existence is a state of self-deception and not the truth of being. Mortal mind is constantly producing on mortal body the results of false opinions, and it will continue to do so until mortal error is deprived of its imaginary powers by truth, which sweeps away the gossamer web of mortal illusion. Let us learn of the real and eternal, and prepare for the reign of spirit, the kingdom of heaven, the reign and rule of universal harmony, which cannot be lost nor remain forever unseen. I will now read the three daily duties from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this Church to pray each day, Thy Kingdom Come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A Rule for Motives and Acts Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment 
should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This Bible lesson was prepared by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of scriptural quotations from the King James Bible and correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day.